0: The German philosopher Ludwig Feuerbach once said that we are what we eat. If this is true, to some extent, it can also define who we are in terms of society. This assumption involves a lot of different things to consider, such as culture, globalization and behavior. But one particular way to try and illustrate who we are is by using statistics. Researching is one of the basic elements in organic agriculture, and it concerns not only the study of more efficient production methods and the studies of species or crops, but also the reasoning behind consumptions, trends and numbers. By using statistics, we can fully understand what organic agriculture is today and what it will possibly be tomorrow. But what do we refer to when we talk about organic? This is The Organic Recipe, the podcast created by Made in Nature, that explores the world of organic agriculture, discovering the stories, the research, and the people involved in this huge transformation of our habits. Data and numerical information have played a crucial role in the growth and development of agriculture. And the importance of statistical science was obvious even to European founding fathers, so that when in 1958 the original European community was set up, the forerunner of the modern Eurostat was also established. And again, the first publication that the then statistical office of the European communities issued was on guess what? That's right, agricultural statistics. The reason why agriculture has always been at the centre of statistical research is fairly simple. Fruit and vegetables, in the same way as cotton, wheat and everything produced from the soil are a fundamental component of our nutrition and our society. Agriculture, in fact, represents 1.3% of the whole GDP of the European Union. The constant monitoring allows us to understand in which direction our society is going and how it is evolving. Statistics, in some way, could be intended as the work of ancient farmers in their fields, observing the changes in order to anticipate the needs and learning from the problems to find the solutions, both from a social and scientific approach. Since the end of the 1970s, the Research Institute of Organic Agriculture FIBL, has been working side by side with an interdisciplinary method, both from a statistical and technical point of view, supporting institutions, farmers and stakeholders. In order to understand why it is important to monitor the performance of agriculture, we asked the Institute directly to illustrate the current state of organic agriculture all around the world and to tell us how it is changing and evolving.
1: Fiebel collects and analyzes a large amount of data and statistics, which give a clear and objective image of organic in Italy and Europe. According to the publication World of Organic Agriculture, the edition of 2022, in the year 2020, around 75 million hectares of organic agricultural land, including in conversion areas, were recorded. This is around the double surface of whole Italy. Regions with the largest organic agricultural land areas are Oceania and Europe. In other terms, it's 1.6% of the world's agricultural land was organic in 2020. My name is Thora Richter, I'm a German agroeconomist, and I've been working for the organic sector in Switzerland for around 24-25 um, years.
0: The world of organic agriculture is one of the most important and extensive publications about organic agriculture that the FIBL has published together with the IFOAM. For more than 20 years, these publications have been helping to document the condition, the evolution and the emerging trends of organic farming. It's a sort of persisting record that talks about organic agriculture, not only in terms of numbers or hectares, but it highlights the contribution to tackling climate change, the development in terms of nutrition safety, the protection of biodiversity, and the necessary steps to a more sustainable world.
1: Concerning the data collection, um, most of the data actually um, come from uh, personal contacts. Feeble has a global network of uh, contacts in the organic agricultural sector but uh, even for some indicators we collect data from the internet. For instance, Eurostat, the European Union Statistical Office, provides its data like area, livestock and operators through its website and uh, we take it then from there. However, many countries don't publish any data about organic agriculture And uh, to these countries, my colleagues of the Communication Department, under the lead of Helga Villa, sent uh, annually a questionnaire. And uh, we must note that, uh, yeah, in many countries, uh, they have no organic legislation. And uh, when countries have no organic legislation, then in these cases, they also normally don't collect data about organic agriculture. And uh, therefore, yeah, we also have to use the data of uh, international certification bodies and we are quite thankful that the certification bodies provide us their data.
0: Numbers are never just numbers. The data collected in the World of Organic Agriculture document and its past editions permits us also to design a clear and detailed account of the evolution of organic agriculture that involves first-hand experiences from the field. It also allows the organization to understand the transformation of consumers, designing a solid representation about what has changed and what needs to change in the future.
1: There are changes on all levels of the supply chain, starting with the consumers. The motivations to buy organic changed, especially in the young generation. They want to contribute to save the world by organic food and the frequency of uh, organic consumption also changed over the years. On the level of the distribution channel, there's also a big change. We had only farm shops and specialized organic and health food shops as source to buy organic products 30 years ago. But meanwhile even each discounter offers organic products, which is a great step into the right direction. And meanwhile, even in low-income countries, most supermarkets also offer organic products. What has not changed, unfortunately, is the still limited availability of organic products in restaurants and canteens. And uh, when we look on the production side, organic farmers became more professional and include more and more the latest technological developments on their farms. In the consequence, the yields and the quality of products increased, the synergies of nature and techniques have been used more effectively.
0: But what does the survey tell us about the consumers?
1: While we have had in the 80s of the last century only very few passionate regular organic consumers and many very occasional consumers of organic food, the situation has changed completely nowadays. Meanwhile, at least in Western Europe, there are 20 to 30% of consumers who buy regularly, in Switzerland even more than 50% um, buy organic food, and nearly everyone, that means uh, around 100% of the whole population, is buying at least occasionally organic food. To consume pesticide-free fruits and vegetables for many consumers is often the starting point for more sustainable consumption. Especially when children are in the families, many consumers want to offer their kids organic products. With the young generation, that, so also called Generation Greater, we observe that uh, the people have more and more plant based nutrition and combine it mostly with a strong preference for organic qualities. This is, uh, as I can see it, a mega trend all over Europe, which probably will significantly influence the consumption also for the next decades to come.
0: Data, habits, diets, science, all of these fields combined together offer us a clear path to follow, showing us what we need to do to change our world one purchase at a time
1: the proportion of consumers buying organic and other sustainably produced products is rising steadily. But it's also important that policy uh, policymakers now set the right framework conditions so that farmers continue to have an incentive to produce organically. In addition to market stimuli, it's primarily the direct payment programs in the countries and also the capacity development programs that will determine whether sufficient organic products will be offered in the future. I hope that the organic farmers will also have sufficient natural and financial resources and motivations in future, in order to keep going with the sustainable agriculture. There are three main challenges in my opinion. First, um, there is an increasing problem with the climate, that means with drought in many countries in the world or that uh, the harvest failures because of other extreme weather conditions. Secondly, um, is the issue of food security, because in tendency, young farmers in low-income countries go to give up their farms and leave to rural areas. So, the yeah, question is, uh, who will secure the food situation in the world and what contribution organic agriculture can play here? and um, yeah, what motivations and what framework will be conducive to yeah, motivate farmers to stay with organic agriculture in the future.
0: You've been listening to The Organic Recipe, the podcast brought to you by Made in Nature and produced by R.P. Cercuiti, narrated by Eleanor Robinson and written by Francesco Pataccini. The sound director was Pasquale Ciciriello, and the supervision was by Lorenzo Pasquinelli with the help of Silvia Lesi. Made in Nature is a project funded by the European Union and CSO Italy. The project's aim is to promote the values of organic agriculture in Italy, France, Germany, and Denmark. Discover more about the project at madeinnature.org or visit our social networks. For narrative reasons, Some interviews in the podcast have been dubbed from the mother tongue of the interviewee to English with their consent.